Mother, you really... Anna stared doggedly at her plate. Claire and Susanna were at her about this ten times a day. Wouldn't she please move Ike into the living room or the dining room? But Anna would not, and dared not mention the idea to Ike. Such an illness, an illness that meant displacement of furniture and attention to the minutiae of her daily routine, was sure to be a final illness. Silence fell around the table again, not a listening silence, but a worried one. Do you know that story about Uncle Abel and the bull, Mother? Christine spoke of it over the phone the other night, and I didn't recall it all exactly. Of all her daughters, Anna thought Helen had the only interesting voice, musical but with a hollow quality that made it both strong and fragile. Although her clear, effortless tones were always cheering and alluring, they were never convincing. She sat in an upright, perching posture, and her eyes or hands often strayed after the cigarettes she had given up five years before. Anna wondered if she realized this habit. I do, said Susanna. Daddy told me himself. You were living on the ranch, weren't you, Mother? Anna nodded. And the lupins were in bloom. They spread in a great azure triangle behind the house, stiff, cone-shaped, vibrating against the green of the back paddock. Susanna went on. Uncle Abel was castrating a bull that he'd tied to the fence post. I can't believe he just tied the animal to a fence post, Susanna, said Claire. A quick snip, Abel always said. He was a huge and terribly impatient man who wouldn't have the vet or even the neighbors on the ranch to help. Anna nodded. It's true, declared Susanna. That's how it started to get loose. It was tossing its head, and the loop in the rope fell out, and Uncle Abel looked up and saw the bull with its head turned, peering at him. Anna had sometimes wondered if Abel had been afraid or merely angry. He had such a large head and gruff manner that she could never imagine him afraid, only transported into a higher degree of fury. Then it started to bellow. Yes, said Anna, desperate bellowing that the big horns to the west threw back at them. Daddy was coming out the door. He saw what was happening, grabbed the axe from the chopping block, and flung it across the backyard and struck the bull exactly between the ears, dropped it in its tracks. Hatchet, said Anna. It was the hatchet. Daddy said axe. Anyway, then he said, first and ten. He did say something funny. I can't remember what it was. Anna had followed him out of the house, Helen in her arms. June colors in the mountains, especially vivid in the silence that followed the death of the bull. The animal lay in a black heap on the ground, his hide still glistening with health, and Abel stood behind, the shears dangling from one hand, his mouth agape, red blood across the indigo front of his new overalls. And blood covered the head of the bull like a bandana trailing in the dust. Helen had said her newest word. Bye? Bye-bye? What's that? This time they all heard it. 
Mother, mother, in a thin, demanding voice. I'll go, said Claire. She scraped her chair back and threw her napkin on the table. Ike would not be glad to see her, Anna knew. He preferred to keep his illness private between husband and wife. Her calves hurt so, though, and her heels, too, that she welcomed a few moments of preparation. If Ike really wanted something, he would want it from her alone. Anna and the others ate without speaking until Claire returned. Sure enough. He wouldn't tell me, she reported. He just said, where's mother? He generally does. Anna could not suppress a small scowl. In spite of Helen, Claire, and Susanna, she felt tired to death by dinner every evening. The staircase creaked under her weight, and she pulled herself up the ladder.